Hello everyone, welcome back to the Legends of Brittany. Now we are on the marriage embassy. With a retinue of 15 knights, Tristram sailed to Dublin in a ship richly laden with gifts. Arrived at the Irish capital, he sent magnificent presents to the king, queen and princess, but did not announce the nature of his errand. Hardly as his messengers departed, than he was informed that the people of Dublin were panic-stricken at the approach of a terrible dragon. The monster had so affrighted the neighbourhood that the hand of the princess had been offered to anyone who would slay it. Tristram dared his knights to attack the dragon, but one and all declined, so he himself made out to battle. At first, a shock, his lance broke on the monster's impenetrable hide. His horse was slain, and he was forced to continue the fight on foot. At length, despite its fiery breath, he succeeded in slaying the dragon and cut out its tongue as a trophy. But this exuded a subtle poison which deprived him of his senses. Thus overcome, Tristram was discovered by the king's steward, who cut off the dragon's head and returned with it to court and then demanded, obviously, the hand of Yasonda. But the queen and her daughter were dubious of the man's story. And upon visiting the place where the dragon was slain, they came upon Tristram himself. Their ministrations revived him, and he showed them the dragon's tongue as proof that he'd slain the dread beast. He described himself as a merchant, and Yasonda, who did not at first recognise him, expressed a regret that he was not a knight. The queen now caused him to be conveyed to the palace, where he was refreshed by a bath, and the false steward was cast into the prison. Meanwhile, the suspicions of the princess had been aroused, and the belief grew that the merchant who had slain the dragon was none other than Tremtris, her old instructor. In searching for evidence to confirm this conjecture, she examined his sword, from which she found a piece had been broken. Now she possessed a fragment of a sword blade, which had been taken out of the skull of Morant, her uncle. She discovered that this fragment fitted into the broken place in Tristram's sword. Wherefore, she concluded that the weapon must have been that which slew the Irish ambassador. She reproached Tristram, and in her passion rushed upon him with his own sword. At this instant her mother returned, and upon learning the identity of Tristram, she was about to assist Yasonda to slay him in his bath, when the king arrived and saved him from the infuriated women. Tristram defended himself as having killed Morant in fair fight, and smiling upon Yasonda, he told her that she had had many opportunities of slaying him while he was her preceptor. He then proceeded to make known the object of his embassy. He engaged that his uncle, King Mark, should marry Yasonda, and it was agreed that she should be sent under his escort to Cornwall. It is clear that the Queen's knowledge of medicine was accompanied by an acquaintance with the black arts. 
for on the eve of her daughter's departure she entrusted to Breng Wien, a lady of Yasonda's suit, a powerful filtre, a love potion, with directions that Mark and his bride should partake of it on the night of their marriage. While at sea, the party met with contrary winds, and the marinas were forced to take to their oars. Tristram exerted himself in rowing, and Yasonda, remarking that he seemed much fatigued, called for a drink to refresh him. Brengwain lay a fateful error, presented the cup which held the love potion. Both Tristram and Yasonda unwittingly partook of this, and a favourite dog, Hodain. That many a forest day of fiery mirth had plied his craft before them, licked the cup. The consequence of this mistake was, of course, the awakening of a consuming passion for each other in Tristram and Yasonda. A fortnight later, the ship arrived at Cornwall. Yasonda was duly wed to King Mark, but her passion for Tristram moved her to induce a retendant, Brengwin, to take her place on the first night of her nuptials. Afterward, terrified lest Brengwin should disclose a secret in her possession, Yasonda hired two ruffians to dispatch her, but the damsel's entreaties softened the hearts of the assassins, they spared her life. Subsequently, Yasonda repented of her actions, and Brengwain was reinstated in full favour. So I guess what we're going to see is sort of like a love triangle taking place. And at least it's, it's looking that way right now anyway. <laughs> Some sort of love triangle, and it's to do with Tristram. And as we continue when we come back, it's called, the next part will be called The Minstrel's Boon. So, yeah. Thank you for listening and many blessings. <laughs>